I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. What's up, everyone? It's Noah Daniels, and we're here for another episode of the Real Hauntings podcast. Hey, y'all, and I'm JJ. Hey, guys, I'm Kat. And on this episode, as you can hear, we've got the whole gang back together again as we're super excited to, to jump on and record. And to make it even more fun, we have a fan that wanted to come on and talk about and share her experiences. Rachel, welcome to the podcast. Hi guys, yes, I'm Rachel. It's great to be here. I'm so excited to uh, talk to you guys. Yeah, yeah and we're super excited up. to have you on, Rachel. So, so then we do like to kind of ask our fans, and I probably asked you on Instagram, so apologize. I apologize if I did. But how did you find the podcast? What have you kind of enjoyed about it? Um, what made you want to come on? Um, so I actually found the podcast. I was looking around to listen to podcasts just in general during COVID. And I was like, you know what, I like listening to ghost stories, but like actual like people with experiences, not like stories that have been not I like the nonfiction. I don't like the fiction. Yeah. Right. With like and all the effects. Yeah, I'm like, no, I just want people talking and telling me their stories. Yeah. And I just happened to come across you guys. I listened to I, I think I listened to you guys from episode one. And I was just like, they they're just straightforward to the point, no background noise, no you know, no craziness. And it was just 
I just kept listening. And the more I listened, the more I got pulled in and Cool. Second podcast with sound effects. Yeah. <laughs> well, I realized like whenever I look up ghost story uh, podcasts, some of them, and they're all great, or I guess mm-hmm. I haven't listened to all of them, but um, yeah, some are like, they have real ghost stories, but they're like, we believe in ghosts. Let's, let's tell you how you're wrong for not believing in ghosts. Here's all these stories. Or it's like, here's a bunch of made up ghost stories or, you know, I feel like we're about to start a feud with all the other ghost podcasts out there and it's going to be like so much drama and it's going to be, it's going to be the best. I'm really ready for that. feud. Speaking of, this is a perfect segue. I've reached out to about 10 to 15 ghost podcasts. So hopefully you'll be hearing Noah, JJ and Kat or one of us or all of us on several of these podcasts that we're we, we, right now. We really do want to be their friends. We're not really trying to be, but it would be funny. <laughs> um, well, I, the the feud I wanted us to start, I wanted JJ to be in a feud with the two guys from uh, on YouTube. Um, oh, the, the BuzzFeed guys? Yeah, yeah, the BuzzFeed guys. It's been so long oh, since we yeah. talked about <laughs> Yeah, I don't know who they are, but for those of you listening, and if you listen to them or whatever, just like tag them and let them know that I'm, I want to be in a feud with them, so... <laughs> Well, Rachel, so here you are. We're so excited to have you on. Where do you kind of fall on the believometer scale? You know, obviously zero, meaning you don't believe in ghosts, and 10 ghosts are absolutely real. Um, so I kind of fall around an eight, seven, eight area, um, just because I do believe in things that I can physically see and touch. And obviously, that's this isn't exactly something you can physically and touch, but I've had so many experiences that I just can't say like no none of this does not exist right yeah well I'm excited to get into this experience (laughs) I feel like I feel like kind of the inverse of that where like I really want it to exist but I just haven't had any of those experiences so I like can't in in good conscience like be above a five so (laughs) I'm Right. Five is, five is high for you, though. I, I mean, hey. I, when we started this podcast, I was like solid, like negative 0. 10. <laughs> yeah, negative 10. But. Wait, so two questions. Um, where are you from and how old were you when you had your first ghost experience? So I'm originally from Virginia, the very eastern part of it around like the Jamestown settlement area, Jamestown, Yorktown, William and Mary, that kind of area. Yeah. Um, and then I moved up here to New York in 2014, which is where I am now. Okay. Um, the first time I had an encounter, it's not so much as an encounter as a feeling, which I know a lot of people have talked about that have come on the podcasts. Um, we have a farm that was built in 1827. I asked my dad before I came on here. Um, so it was built in 1827 and it was it's located right across the water from Jamestown Settlement. And the very top floor of this building or of the house, when I was little, whenever we went up to like the main level and we would go into like the 
what do you call, I guess the parlor area, you know, where you have the nice furniture, you have a piano, you have the fireplace. That's kind of like where everybody just sat and had quiet conversations. Yeah. Um, it, we would be okay to be in there as long as we weren't loud or as long as we weren't playing on the piano. The second the kids started to get loud, I just got this really uneasy feeling like I did not want to be in there anymore. And when you go out of this room, if you look to the left, there's a set of stairs that go up to the second floor. And to this day, I'm 31. To this day, I've probably been up on that top floor a handful of times, just because the second you look towards those stairs or even think about going up those stairs, you just get this overwhelming like that you do not belong. Don't even think about coming up these stairs into my space. Like whatever was up there, like I don't, I, I don't know how to explain it because it's a feeling. So like, where did you kind of like get this feeling? Was it like, like a gut feeling or like, did you get like goosebumps or? Like related to something else in your life that's like tangible for JJ to understand. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's definitely internal. It's not external. Like I don't get, I never got goosebumps. It was always like really heavy in my chest, maybe a little bit in my stomach, but it's just like this, like you, there's this pressure on you. It's almost hard to breathe almost um and this isn't like a feeling you get any other time where you're no. people who are being loud like it's just no it's like it's specifically yeah it's specifically the farm and that main floor in the parlor area and then that top floor and I thought it was just me so when I was like 24 25 so a couple of years ago I actually messaged my cousin and I was like hey so you know the farm and that top floor she said yeah no I was like did you ever go up there she said I maybe once but I get such an uneasy feeling wow so it was like just a confirmation that it wasn't just me and I don't know if she's quote unquote sensitive to this kind of stuff or if she believes in that kind of stuff, but it seems like everyone just has that heavy feeling. The few times that I did go up there, I literally, I felt so silly because I looked at the stairs and I was like, hey, so um, I just want to go up there because I don't even know what the, the space up there looks like. Is it okay <laughs> if I go up there? And if the feeling like went away, then I went up there. Otherwise I didn't. So a home like that, that's been around, you know, since the 1800s, I'm sure there's a lot of history um, in that area. I know you said that it's, it's across from Jamestown. So it, it, did you ever find out if, if anything tragic ever happened on the farm or there might be a cause for that feeling? Um, so I never actually asked. I don't know if anyone passed away in the home, nothing like that, um, just because it was a place that we all went to um, for like Thanksgiving where everyone would get together and then we'd have like a big cookout outside and all the kids would be running around. Um, so the duration where I was alive or since I've been born, nobody physically used the house like year round. It was okay. more like when people came in from out of state, like that's where they would stay. For... Is that still in your family, that farm? Yes, it's oh, still. That's cool. As of right now. 
So, <laughs> yeah, so, so you had that experience and, and how old were you the first time that that experience happened? Oh gosh, we'd been going to the farm since I was really little. So my earliest memories, like maybe seven or eight, like so, I really can't put a age to it because we went every year. So at a pretty young age, you at least, you know, reflecting back on it, maybe not in the moment, but you've been, you know, sensitive to what people might call the paranormal or spirit or what have you. So from, from that age, did it progress and get more defined to you? I mean, you said you were like an eight on the scale. So, I mean, what, what was it that took you from having a sensation to like, oh shit, ghosts are probably real kind of thing? <laughs> Um, gosh, there's so much for me to talk about. I guess it would be just best if it's okay to just kind of like go in order of yeah, kind of absolutely. like how yeah, things definitely. happened. So we lived over in Surrey for the county that we lived in was Surrey. Um, we lived over there till I was about 10 years old. Um, and the first time that something kind of odd happened um, was one day I was in church. Um, I was walking down the aisle to like clean up the books and the pamphlets, put up the the kneeling benches, things like that. And you know how you have the plates on big doors that you can push to push open the doors? Mm -hmm. As I turned to go back up the aisle to the church, in the reflection, I saw somebody in all white with at least dark hair down past their shoulders, because it was literally one of those things where like, as you're turning, you see it out of the corner of your eye. And I turned back and where I was standing, one, the reflection wasn't there anymore. And two, I couldn't see my reflection clearly Ooh. in the plate. And I just stood there frozen because that was like the first time like something that strange happened. Mm -hmm. So I'm standing here going, my hair is up. I'm not wearing anything white. What was that? Oh, that's freaky that like, I mean, the, the thing that gets me about that story is just like your reflection went away. <laughs> like, so when you looked back at it, what could you see? Was it like directly behind you or was it like the other side? Like could it have been a warped, you know what I mean? Like, was it the other yeah. side of the church or? Like, so I guess to kind of answer that, I was the only one in that part of the church everyone else had gone over to like have snack and drink so I was the only one in the aisle in that part of the church um so if there was another reflection of somebody else there was no one else right and then when I turned back to look I just saw the gold reflection of the of the panel and that was really it. It wasn't like a mirror image of you could see everything behind me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it would have had to have been somebody that was standing right up on it. And even then, just the image that I saw was 
clear enough for me to see like whoever it was was wearing all white and they had dark hair past their shoulders and how long did that image kind of like linger in the the plate like did you was it just like a flash or it was one of those things where i was walking down the aisle and then i just turned to go back up and as i was turning that's when i saw the reflection so i immediately turned back and there was just nothing there yeah that's so creepy especially like in the church it's like all white and then this long dark hair yeah anybody else report having that experience or was that kind of a solo experience i actually never told anyone about that (laughs) (laughs) this is a Um, a real haunting scoop yeah um, (laughs) wow (laughs) jj and then like did that make you more religious or did it have any effect on your religious beliefs um it didn't really affect that one way or another because I was so young I was just kind of like what was that okay I'm done in here I'm just gonna very quickly go where everyone else is and act like it didn't happen well (laughs) later that day we went home and to kind of set up the way the house to give you an idea of how the house is set up um you go through the door into the kitchen and you have the living room kind of in front of you and to the left. And then you turn right to go down the hallway to get to like the bedrooms and the bathrooms and everything like that. And I'm the first one into the house. I go to turn to go down the hallway. And on the left, there are two windows and there's a chair in front of one and a couch in front of the other. As I turn right to go down this hallway, I see the exact same, whatever it was that I saw on that plate, standing in front of one of the windows. And it was one of those things again, where I turned to go down the hallway, went, um, what was that? Stopped in my tracks, turned to look back. And where I saw this figure standing was right where the couch was. So it's like, Mm -hmm. no one else got into the house before me. Mm -hmm. And where this, Thing, this entity was standing like they would have been standing on a couch like how is that it happened the same day a couple hours apart and that's when it kind of freaked me out just a little bit um, yeah I would be freaked out for sure so that's kind of when I started having my interest in everything paranormal I would say did you talk about any of this with your family just to see if they've experienced anything? Not with the figures, no. A little bit, I have a little bit, um, another story a little bit later, but um, I did mention a couple of things to my mom. I can just tell you the story real quick. So there was one night where I had, um, my sister and I each had a friend over and we were all kind of sitting, um, telling ghost stories telling stories you know about the farm and everyone was kind of like telling oh well I heard this story oh I heard this story we were all in my room and it was probably the summer we were all sitting there you know I had gotten my little sister and her friend like all all creeped out and so we were like okay well it's time to bed time to go to bed and so everyone got up and they went to go out into the hallway and the clock in the bedroom 
or the door to the laundry room slammed shut. Oh. And of course, we tried not to scream because mom and dad are in bed asleep. How and could you not though. I, it's it's one of those things where we were already like on edge. So when it happened, we like very quickly like put hands over our mouths and everyone just ran into different rooms. Um, But the next morning when everyone came down for breakfast, my mom was like, hey, like it's okay if you guys are up late, but don't slam doors. And I looked at my mom dead in her face and said, mom, we didn't slam any doors last night. Her response, okay. What do you mean? Okay. So she's she heard like, it before. Yeah. She was like, I, I know there's stuff that goes on. And that's when she brought up um, the house where I saw the figure standing in the window. She said, why do you think I know ne- I kept telling you to stop smacking the cord that I used to pull down the attic ladder? And I was like, I don't know why, because she had never told me about it. She was like, because something lived up there and I was afraid it was going to come down and like snatch you up in the middle of the night. She said there were times where she was like, there are times where I would go up there. She was the only one that went up there. Mm -hmm. She's like, I would specifically put our Christmas stuff here, our Halloween stuff here, stuff for birthdays here. And then I would go up there a couple of months later and everything was moved around. It was all moved around? Yes. Like not where she originally put them. Did she think like an actual living person lived up no. there? No, no, no. No. <laughs> I would be more scared of that. that- <laughs> she didn't tell us that until after we were moved out. So I was okay. like, <laughs> honestly, good uh, on her for not telling you until after that. That scared the S-H-I-T-M. Yeah, what do we not cuss on the podcast? I know. I, know. I was curious to say, wait a second. I've heard quite a bit before. Yeah, I, can, I cuss. I can do it. I'm me. That's not me. Say a cuss word right now. No. Uh, <laughs> um, she won't. But the other thing is I, I know that feeling of like, I don't know if, if they felt like they were forced into staying up really late to hear scary stories but like, I've definitely been in those situations and it is honestly, JJ seen me even like as an adult, <laughs> it is like around a campfire or up late. Like I literally have to take like two Benadryl and wear earplugs, like, or I have to like plug my ear. I like, if I listen to it, even if it's a made up story, it's, I just like, okay, someone's clearly going to murder me tonight. I'm so scared, I mean, but I know just, that feeling. And you, then yeah. to leave the conversation and something jump at you or slam, I would have died. Yeah. I probably would have died. I mean, I'm I'm scared to go in our crawl space, and I have no reason to be scared. It's just like mm-hmm. it's only like a you know a couple feet high, so I literally have to crawl to go down there to like change the air filter. I always feel like I'm gonna die when I'm in there. Like I've eventually just had to be like, um. Not to an extent where I recognize it, but that may, you know, play. I don't like spiders as it's been well documented on this podcast. And there are definitely spiders down there. And there's only so much you can do as you crawl in there. But like at some point I was like, okay, you just got to suck it up. You have a house, you got to change the air filter, you know? So, but I hate it. I absolutely hate it. You like turn your flashlight on and scan the entire Yes, And I take a stick and I wave it around as I go in front to make sure there's no webs that are going to get on my face. There you go. That's smart. 
sometimes when we've camped by ourselves, I'll use the flashlight when it gets dark and just like literally scan the entire forest. And I'm like, what am I doing? Yeah, that's but, fun until you see eyes staring back. I was going to say, until you see I, the I, eyes on the ground. Am I trying to see eyes? Like, what am I doing? It's ridiculous. <laughs> but I love camping. I'm just a scaredy cat and it sucks for JJ because. No, we have a great time camping unless we forget to take Benadryl or Tylenol PM with us. And then I'm up on, we're not, condoning, up all night. we're not condoning like drugging yourself if you're scared. <laughs> <laughs> I am. <laughs> I will literally, I will literally like if a squirrel touches a leaf, I jump and then he wakes up and it's like every five minutes for the entire night. It's awful. Even when I take Benadryl, sometimes I'm like, Y'all, this is random, but I have been trying to befriend any squirrel for like my entire life. All I want is a pet squirrel that will hang out with me. That's it. Okay. That's enough information. <laughs> Moving on. So Rachel, you, your mom kind of confirmed that, hey, you know, you're not way off having these feelings and these things going around you. Now, I know in the messages that you sent me and and I don't want to jump ahead, but I'm really excited to hear about some of the things you saw kind of across from your home that were taking place things across from my home like the fire in the distance and the the chanting oh so that would be um when i was staying at my cousin's which is literally right across the dirt road from the farm house so it's in that same area still when we were younger um there would be times, you know, we're sitting up late, we're sitting on the porch, just talking. Um, it's the middle of the summer and you're just sitting there and you can hear, like, I say it's Native American chanting. There's not really a way to explain it other than that, because it's just a sound that that's what you associate it with. And it's at night, so it's not like it might be something echoing over from Jamestown, which chanting that's very distinct I don't think that would travel that far um and then we would occasionally see what looks like literally it's not a flashlight it like fire like little fire like torches that would go through parts of the woods and you're sitting here and you're going that's not how is the woods not catching fire how is like, I don't hear anybody walking, but I'm seeing this. What am I seeing? It's not headlights because you can tell, you know, the difference between headlights on a car or a flashlight and right. fire. And those are just like two, just two things to add on to kind of just the strangeness of the area that the farm was on. I mean, it, it just... sounds like there was a ghost cult near that house. It's got like <laughs> ghosts and cloaks, chanting, torches. Being either that or a really fun tiki party. I don't. I don't know. Oh, this is out in the middle of the woods, out in the middle of nowhere. This is. There wasn't like a big cross on fire, right? No. No. Okay, it wasn't the clan. Oh, that's what I'm trying to ask about asking. <laughs> what a kind way to ask that leading question. It's like there wasn't. No, like, uh... <laughs> no, nothing. Like I am that. not trying to be nice to the clan. I just don't want to give them any more attention. We are a firmly anti-Kuzan clan podcast. <laughs> what a hard stance for us to take. Yeah, well, I guess it's harder now than anyway. Um... Should I put that in our bio? Just. <laughs> <laughs> 
Rachel, were you the only person who saw and heard these things or did other people also witness them? So my my uh, cousin was also there when these kinds of things would happen. So it would be her and I, we would just be sitting and just be like, what is that we're hearing? Okay, it's time to go inside now. Is this when I'm less than 10 years old? So oh, this, oh, wow. this happened multiple times or just once? Multiple times. The like the chanting we would hear one time and then the seeing the torch would happen another time. And it happened multiple times, those two specific things that would happen oh my gosh no when you were with your cousin say again was it always when you were with your cousin it was always when i stayed at her house yes because that was like the area that yeah gotcha okay now was there any report of people from jamestown kind of doing weird stuff in the woods not that i know of this is like not like that James she when she was 10. Yeah, in the <laughs> middle of the night. <laughs> like Jamestown's here, and then you have the river, and then you have okay. Surrey on the other side. Gotcha. Yeah, that um, that was one of my favorite things I read in the kind of the synopsis you sent me or sent us on Instagram. I just, I love stuff that feels spooky. You know, I mean, the right. stories in general are great that we hear on the podcast, but things that leave me with that, like, oh, if I saw that, that would stick with me forever. Like hearing right. chanting and seeing fire kind of dance across, you know, that's something I would never forget. So yeah, yeah that's exactly. a really, I hate to use the <laughs> word fun because it probably wasn't fun for you at the time, but that's a really not fun when to hear. Not when I was yeah. that little, no. <laughs> I'm not sure if I jumped ahead or back in time with that story, but yeah, what was kind of the next thing in the lineage that took place? I guess the next thing to kind of happen was like in my middle high school, I actually have like a little journal that I started making because things were happening so often Wow! Um, in this house that we moved into. My sister and I actually experienced um, that I can share so the way the upstairs is set up is I have my sister's room on one side, my room is on the other side, and then at the end of the house, there's what we call the frog, which is a family room over the garage. And she and I were each in our room and we had the boom box. <laughs> Gosh, I'm saying how old I am. Um, had the boom box playing. No, I boombox <laughs> in this Zoom chat, for sure. Yep. Um, we had that playing in the frog um, with music playing. And this specific boom box, the volume nozzle had a little line on it where you could tell like where it was pointing for how, how low or how high the volume was. And so my sister and I were each in our room kind of doing our own thing. And all of a sudden the music went from kind of casual, like, okay volume to blaring just out of nowhere and I was sitting to where I could literally just lift my head and look up and see right out my door so if anyone came out of that room where the boombox was I would have seen them mm -hmm. so I was sitting there for for a couple of seconds going okay it was my sister maybe she turned it up too loud one second two second three second volume's still up what's going on so I get up and I go into my doorway and I call out my sister's name. And she goes, yeah, what? From her room. 
And then she pokes her head out of her door and says, did you turn that up? I said, no, I didn't turn that up. I thought you did. And we're both looking down the hallway into the frog and there's nobody in there. So I go in there to turn it down and I see the little line for the volume is turned all the way to the right, which is as loud as it can go. Yeah. So it wasn't like it was a digital device where if you just pressed a button, it would turn up. It literally didn't. Yeah. The nozzle was completely turned. Mm -hmm. And that was around the same time that my sister and I had our friend of our friends over when we were like telling the ghost stories. So this was kind of the point where I started going, okay, so supernatural stuff is here, but then I would question, is it like, it's a parallel like universe and during certain times of the year things kind of thin between them and that's where we get the interaction between the two different i know this is way off the the wall yes the thinning of the veil or is it like if you talk about them you give them power like you give them power to be able to do that there's so many different well i'm curious do you remember what song it was that was playing no no I do not remember that. I remember what happened, not so much the song. I imagine as... like Aerosmith or like <laughs> Tag Team or, you know, something like. Oh my gosh. I, I used to write all over my boom box in pencil because it was mm-hmm. black. And so the pencil would show up. And in middle school, I mean, all I did was just like call all of my friends all the time. It's just mm-hmm. all there was to do because there wasn't like texting or anything. You had to use the landline. You even if it was like your crush's friend's sister, like whatever number you got sent, like you got to or you tried calling it. So my boombox was covered in like 35 or more because I don't know, maybe I was popular in middle school. Wow. What phone numbers? Is that what <laughs> phone numbers? Oh, okay. yeah. Humble bread. I, well, not really, but I mean, you know, all you write all does anyone does that relate to anyone? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's funny you say that. So this it's is where <laughs> this is where my brain goes, and it kind of shows like how crazy I am, and it leads into like booking people on this podcast. But I was a huge fan of Ben Harper when I was like, I don't know, 14, 15, 16, into like my 20s, probably. And he had a message board. It was like benharper.net and the fans would go on there and congregate or whatever. So I got to be friends with his bassist daughter, who was my age. And, and, you know, that, like you said, this was like really before, I mean, we had cell phones came in somewhere around that time. This would have probably been like mid nineties, I guess, or late nineties, but it wasn't like, I didn't have one that I could call somebody in California, you know, or I could text somebody in California. So I had to go and buy prepaid calling cards at the gas station and then go home and then call this stranger, you know, who I was like fanboying out about the band her dad was in. And then when I went to college, she actually invited me to come and stay in her house, like Ooh. in her family's house and go to a show. And of course, my parents are like so conservative. They were like, you're not going to da, da, da. And I didn't have any money then. I was a freshman in college. So I, yeah. it's always, and and her dad actually passed away this year. Um, I did a, a, wow. a, a donation thing I saw on Facebook mm-hmm. where now she doesn't know me anymore. And I didn't say, hey, I'm the guy you talk to in <laughs> school. You know, I just, whatever, but. Are y'all are friends on Facebook? Uh. No, I think um, maybe Ben Harper shared her post 
on mm-hmm. Facebook and I still follow his like band page or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, I, that's I, always I, been one of my biggest regrets because the person I am now would have just gone and done it, you know, yeah. but um, obviously when you're 18, you don't always have that luxury. Yeah. But, but yeah, anyway, random. I, random I feel like, I feel like now we are the ghosts talking about uh, what life was like back when we were alive. (laughs) Our generation is so weird, though, because we really did grow up with, like, no cell phones and no internet and nothing, and then we got to see not the internet that people have now, you know. Yeah. Right. I mean, it took us, like, 30 minutes to get to a website. Well, no, no, no. But even before that, like, we didn't have dial-up until... we were young, yeah. What, we were seven or something? Or I was was born in 91. I don't know if that's older or younger. You guys are younger than me, though. So, 91 is when the internet like first went online, yeah. But like, that's not when it was like readily. I had those AOL, AOL discs, man. We were really aging out a portion of our demo for our podcast. I can wait, I just have to put this out there. I can remember one of my dad's friends, we were all over there because my parents were in Bridge Club or something, and he was so excited because he just got dial up and he was like, Come look at this, come, you're. Listen, and it was my yeah. first time ever. I was going to say the sound, I could hear it. Yeah, and it was my first time ever. I can remember the first time I ever got on the internet, and it was so boring, and I was so annoyed, and I just wanted to go. Dude, play. I think part of the reason I'm broken as a person is because my parents let me have a TV in my bedroom and didn't keep it like I was raised by the TV. I was a latchkey kid. And then I had access to a computer that was downstairs, but it was like really far away from their room. So I would just stay up to like four in the morning doing with this this device, (laughs) (laughs) doing what? Making friends, you know. Oh my um, gosh, AOL chat rooms. Don't yeah. get me started. Chat rooms, uh, you know, online video, like early versions of online video games where you could chat with people. Like I've always, I guess, yearned for that connection, which is probably why one of the reasons I enjoy this podcast so much because we get to make uh, connections all the time with people. But yeah, yeah that was like a very too. Like while my parents thought I was using it for education, I guess. Like no, oh. like I my sense of humor is totally whack because of that. It's like it's dark and filled with dad jokes. I don't know why those are the two realms that anyway, guys, we're getting too much into Noah time. What so is this, what is this podcast about? <laughs> this is called Cat JJ and Noah haven't recorded together in like a couple of weeks. So. Back in my day. I I really hope all the like uh if this makes it in to the the episode, I just like I I'm having fun picturing all the TikTok zoomers listening to this and just really <laughs> lost. Yes, like, you like, had to you had to like pick and choose internet, make a phone call. Yes. Which yeah. one. And then yeah. yell at your siblings. Get off the internet. So I can yeah. use the phone. Yes. For sure. A hundred percent, man. Uh yeah, I kind of miss those days. Well, especially anyway. So Rachel, jumping back <laughs> into your life and your stories. So you you had that experience with the boom box. I know I, I definitely want to talk to you about some of the spirit, spirituality and, and, and things that, um, you know, you and I were kind of talking about with Evelyn offline or online, <laughs> but off podcast. But was there anything else uh, kind of like landmark supernatural events that took place for you before we get into that? Yes. So the same house as the boombox, I have come to the conclusion that there is a child and an older man that mm. reside there. And this is where it gets weird or hard to explain because again, it's a feeling. The boombox 
felt very much like a little kid playing a trick on you. But then this next experience that I had was very much like it was a masculine feeling that came over that came over me. And it was definitely older because it was not like a playful kind of feeling. Um, so one night I actually wrote it down again. It was in May. So the heat was not on. That's I'm gonna say that first and foremost. So I'm laying in bed and I thought everybody was in bed asleep, but I heard, I don't know if you guys have ever had those old timey like computer chairs where if you lean back in them and then you get up, it makes like a really loud popping noise mm -hmm. when the weight shifts. It's kind of like a recliner, you know, it's, it's a very distinct sound. Mm -hmm. And so I'm laying in bed um, with a flashlight underneath my blanket reading because that's yep. I just like that's what I did Harry when Potter I was little or, you know. just reading in general okay. I don't remember what it was <laughs> just reading not supposed to be up thinking everybody was in bed asleep I hear that noise I go crap somebody is up so I turn off my flashlight I throw my book like underneath my blankets and I roll over to face the door and like kind of cover my face so I can kind of sort of see but not really just in case like anyone comes in to kiss you that way you don't like jump from being startled mm -hmm. so I'm laying there and I'm watching the door and I hear someone come up the stairs it's an older house you can hear like when somebody's walking because the floorboards they just have that creaking sound to yeah. them and I distinctly hear the sound travel up the steps and then come around the banister to just the other side of my door, that specific area of the hall creaks really loud. And I know this because my sister and I literally have to straddle the hallway if we want to like sneak downstairs to get anything out of like the kitchen mm -hmm. or anything in the middle of the night. Like you have to like straddle so that you don't creak the floorboards and wake mom and dad up. Mm -hmm. And I heard that. And so I like close one eye and I'm looking and I'm laying there and I'm waiting and I'm waiting and I'm waiting. Nobody. But I have this like pressure feeling of somebody is literally right around that corner of my door. And so I'm laying there and I'm waiting and I'm waiting. And then after a couple of minutes, like there's nothing. I go, okay, I guess not. And so I lower, I lower my blanket <laughs> and I hear and I feel somebody exhale right into my face. No, that's my nightmare. And it's, I'm getting goosebumps like talking about it um, because it's one of those things where you feel the hot breath and I heard it. Oh. That's why I said it was in the middle of May. So the heat was not on. And it just scared me so much. That was when I pulled the blankets over my head. And I kind of just sat there going, no, this is not happening. This is not happening. And there was just like that pressure feeling of like somebody is there. And I just very politely said, okay, you need to leave now. Go away. And it listened, but it was just like that feeling and that sound, just mm. something like that, it just sticks with you. Mm. Um, like Personal space is what these ghosts need to learn. I'm yeah. serious. Like, ugh. I mean, they're just, he was just like, he, it was just hovering over you so close. 
Oh my gosh. I mean, old people aren't the best with personal space either. I feel like it's just like the older you get or like if you're dead, like it just, those rules you don't think apply to you anymore. Yeah. And that's why I said it was an older being and I definitely felt male. Because like a little kid's not going to play, a little kid's not going to do that. Maybe the the ghost was just Italian. Get it guys? That's that's a, a, a current, Italian? That's a current because, political joke. Because of the hot breath? No, because of the, the governor of New York stepping down. You know, he said he's oh, not perverted, he's Italian. I, I don't think anyone would have made that connection. I, I was, think was Rachel made that connection or she was just laughing to be polite. I don't know which one, but I'm going to pretend. Rachel, you get back on camera. Where are you going? <laughs> reading i'm reading my journal reading my journal don't yell oh, that is so Noah. creepy though and andrew cuomo is also so creepy but yeah. um a cuomo sexual we know you are jj <laughs> what no, no i i never want to hear that term again there were shirts heart. made that said cuomo sexual on it you guys have you not read up on this stuff come on no, i have I read up on it from actual news sources not <laughs> ones making jokes about it <laughs> um I that's had- our show folks no. <laughs> there's, been- <laughs> there's been so many times in my life where i thought i was just like just hyper scared of the dark but where i wake up in the middle of the night and i like have to stay under the covers my legs arms and head sometimes have to be tucked under the covers because i feel like something's in the room or i heard something mm-hmm. um and even if it's hot and i will just be like i there's i can't unless i can quickly get a light on um just to check everything and i'll sleep with the light on but i know that feeling and oh i can't imagine like proving yourself right by coming out of the blanket and someone breathing on you. Uh, yeah, yeah, I had a really weird melatonin night terror um, mm. two or three days ago where in my room I saw, this is going to sound terrible, but I just watched a TV show that referenced OJ a lot in it and the Bronco chase. So in my room, I saw OJ standing <laughs> behind the bed about to stab me with a giant knife and then I oh. like I guess I opened my eyes in real life and I just started laughing I was like what is wrong with me like come on did I tell you that I had um sleep paralysis inception the other week no like in my dream do you remember this yeah I remember this in my five dream. minutes feel like two hours guys well, I'm killing the reference game tonight that's from the movie inception no. we've seen inception <laughs> I didn't get the reference. Anyways. <laughs> no, so I was having a dream where I was ha- I was paralyzed. I had sleep paralysis and I was trying to tell JJ that like, if you hear me, like, because all you can do in sleep paralysis is you think you can go, uh, or like, you know, try to move your fingers. And I was trying to be like, if you hear me do that, you got to wake me up. So I was making that noise. And then I finally woke up, but I, I think there was an actual ghost in the room. And then, but I was dreaming. And then I woke up in our room, but I couldn't move. And I don't know if you were in the room. Whose room did you wake up the first time? (laughs) (laughs) I just was, I think it was our room still. But But you were like still in the dream. What I'm saying is the first time I woke up was my dream waking up, right? Like, so I woke up. I was, I, how do you explain this? I was dreaming that I woke up, except I was in sleep. I was in sleep paralysis. 
And then I actually woke up and was in sleep paralysis. So wait, did you, you said you thought there was a ghost though? You didn't tell me that. Yeah, I think I did, but I can't really remember the details. He would not know. He would not remember that. No, you didn't tell me. Yeah, I, I, well, we're not going to fight about it right now. But <laughs> See, Rachel's Kat, really getting know. the full experience of the podcast. See, Kat, what you don't know is this is all a dream. <laughs> also, your background, like your, you can see your chair moving or your, or your hands come in every now and then. It just looks like there's a lot of ghosts behind you. Yeah. <laughs> cut off of your body <laughs> sorry <laughs> so Rachel, we're kind of coming up on our hour but i did want to talk to you so recently uh or i guess our last episode from when we're recording um it would have been this previous monday i released an episode with evelyn and i where yes. i had booked um one of the like 10 witches who have canceled on the podcast i had booked one for that um that episode and they didn't show up and evelyn was kind enough just to hop on and, and do an episode with me and we had talked some about like spirit guides and psychic stuff and medium stuff. And you had mentioned that, you know, that's something that you're really interested in kind of with your own personal journey. Are you comfortable kind of telling us a little bit about that? Yes, that's going to be quite a bit more though. So I'm not sure how much <laughs> to tell you or I guess. Is we'll it enough for like talking? a whole nother episode and we can just tease it and bring you back later? Probably. I have quite a bit. Why don't we do this? If you're into the spirit and guides stay tuned for the next time that Rachel comes on our podcast and and uh but yeah we'll we'll definitely have you back on to talk about that this has been a lot of fun um but before we do actually get you out of here is there anything other than kind of that half of your journey that we haven't talked about that you would like to maybe kind of quickly share with our audience I will say to kind of stay tuned for the next part because I actually went and spoke to a medium to kind of find out about spirit guides and things like that. And we sat down at the table and she looked right at me and she was like, you've seen and you've heard your spirit guides. So why are you here talking to me? If it's the old man, I'm so sorry for you. (laughs) (laughs) Or the the box creature in the attic. No, no. It's it's your spirit guide is uh, well. We shouldn't be making jokes about your personal. <laughs> no, you're right. But I feel you're like we're fine. doing a. I feel like we're doing a bit right now, so I'm gonna run with it. Have you guys seen? Probably not. What is it? Mouth um, on Netflix. Uh, not Smash Mouth, Big but mouth? Big Mouth. Have you seen Big Mouth? And an episode. Is that the cartoon about like kids puberty, going through puberty? Yeah. yeah. Nobody, nobody's seen I've seen, seen like two episodes. Okay. So well, I was going to say. Do the reference anyway. Do the reference. react the same way we But someone, someone out there listening loves your jokes. Thank you. Yeah. That one person. Um, <laughs> I, I was going to say your spirit guide's going to be like the old man hormone monster. Well, talks like this. But since oh, you, God. none of you have seen the <laughs> oh, show. Oh, my gosh. You know. It's not going to happen. I talk like a little sister from the slower. Anyway, that's all I got. We love your references yeah somebody higher no i feel so supported tonight <laughs> Welcome oh, yeah, to we're, we're really yes ending you tonight aren't we <laughs> well rachel this has been so much fun we do love bringing fans on and i do have another question for you i know you're kind of working your way through our podcast currently and the content have you made it to the first christmas special episode yet oh god yes 
but I may or may not have skipped over it because, like uh, I said, I like listening to people's stories. Yeah, Rachel, just... I get it 100%. <laughs> JJ hates, like, doesn't like listening back to it, but we get a lot of people saying how much they love that episode, and it yeah. was fun. I, but... I don't know if compared to all the people that download, if it's really a lot of people, but I understand skipping it because you're there for the ghost content i get it yeah i will definitely like go back and listen to it because i listened to like the first little bit and i heard all of your voices and i'm like this and you're like ew next (laughs) (laughs) no it was entertaining it's just like i i want to listen to no rachel tells it was it was bullshit we should never do (laughs) i love it it that's my favorite thing that's my favorite thing we will probably be doing it again jj JJ, guess when we'll do it again for christmas Bah humbug. <laughs> JJ is Scrooge. Well, I know that, you know, uh, you don't have a huge social media presence, but do you want to take this time to plug something? It doesn't necessarily have to be your own social media. Is there anything, uh, you know, we can leave our audience with that kind of represents what you're into? Not really. I just want to say thank you guys for creating this space to allow us to just come on and talk about our experiences. And even though you guys are skeptics and we're trying to convince you, it's still like such a welcoming environment to be able to come in and talk. So listeners out there, if you are on the fence on, hey, should I reach out and see if I can come on and talk? Do it. It's a lot of fun and you will not regret it. <laughs> Aw, thank you. That's awesome. Yeah. That's, that, uh, that's really cool. Well, yeah, thank you so much for coming on. This has been a real delight. I had something I was going to tag all this with, but all that sentiment uh, or that sweet sentiment and honesty just completely. I, wow. I you took, you're not going to do your joke? Come yeah, on. I feel, I feel flushed. I need to, you know, I need to, need a second. Oh, Lordy. Well, we appreciate that. It's, yeah, it's really nice to connect with so many people from all over the place sure. and just know that we all kind of have similar human connections and experiences or questions about these experiences that maybe we don't have. Um, so, yeah, we appreciate you reaching out. I know what I was going to say. So, Rachel, you mentioned us all being skeptics on a scale of zero to 10. If you had to rate us from listening to these episodes now, I understand you're not completely caught up, but I'm sure you know, you probably have an idea. Where would you rate us as believers from zero? Interesting. JJ is always like down there. <laughs> yeah. So I would say yeah. like four or five. Okay. Noah, I know that you've had some stuff. You have certain feels about certain things. You had your experience when you were way young. So I would say you're like more of a six, seven and cat. I feel like you're like a five, six. You're kind of like that feels in the right. middle, at yeah. least where I am right now and listening to the podcast. Yeah, that feels right. Cause Noah and I are both kind of like more towards the end of believing and you're more towards the bottom of that. Yeah. <laughs> Which I can't remember, Kat and JJ, have I showed you this that I got? I can't remember the last time we recorded. What are you showing us? <gasps> showed you the guys this? Is that a tip from a Ouija board? Uh-huh. It's a planchetta from planchetta. a Ouija board. Yeah. Yeah. <gasps> oh. Re- represent our spooky side. I wanted to get something that... It sounds um, like you're just trying to get a ghost to play with your chest. Well, you know, take what I can get. And that's not true. I'm married and have a nice... <laughs> <laughs> to save the chains. Oh, 
You don't have a hall pass for ghosts, though, in your marriage? I mean, do we get a choice? Okay, this is getting in a weird space. I just wanted to show off my necklace. I'm really proud we of it. We are that. just desperate to talk to someone who's had sex with a ghost. That's all I'm, That's all we're saying. Yeah. It's the we same can- necklace that, this is going to show you how big of a nerd I am. It's the same necklace that Dave Grohl uh, has and wears on Ink Masters. So uh-huh. I watched every episode of Ink Masters and then got my tattoo, and I cannot get this necklace out of my head. And it took me finding a Facebook post where somebody met him in real life who asked him where he got it to figure out how to get it. And it was a super cool store uh, online. This lady makes them. But anyway, guys. um, So Rachel, as you know, we have a sign off we like to do at the end of our episodes. And we love when we can have fans do it. Are are you cool with doing the sign off with us? Absolutely. All right, everyone. We're so excited to be back and getting together again to record these episodes for you all. And with that, I'm Noah Daniels. I'm Kat. I'm JJ. And I'm Rachel. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.